Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Elon Musk announces his exit strategy from Twitter. Kevin McCarthy wants you to know he is super pissed over a 4,000 page $1.7 trillion omnibus bill for your Christmas stocking. And of course, the left exposes its gun ignorance while telling you exactly why they need to be banned. That can mean only one thing. It is a WTF Wednesday here on Critical Thinking. I'm Andrew Coppins. Let's get in to said critical thinking. Yes, for one final time here in 2022, it is a WTF Wednesday on the program. And before we get into the big stories here, the omnibus bill, and that's literally a big one, 4,000 pages, all the staffers in the world having to sift through it, and we know a quarter of what is actually in this bill by now, um, it would literally take somebody uh, four and a half days to read through that by themselves. Um, so, yeah. Fun times when it comes to that. Before we get into Elon Musk and his <clears throat> exit strategy at uh, Twitter, before we get into the left and its insane gun control, gun banning, uh, knee-jerk reactions to everything that happens with guns, we have to talk about a topic that I actually am glad we're going to have in front of us today, because today in Maricopa County, the Phoenix area in Arizona, we are going to get finally some sort of a resolution. The, the moment that we talked about in the 2020 election and the put up or shut up, that was always my assertion or my my thought process here when it came to Donald Trump in the 2020 election. The things that Rudy Giuliani and uh, what's-her-face were alleging, right? Okay, if you think that those things actually happened, show us. Bring us the goods. Otherwise, shut up. Because the other part or the other, the flip side of the coin, if you will, was simply the fact that in 2020, we knew that the game was rigged from the get-go and the Republican Party allowed it to happen. They allowed mail-out voting, not mail-in voting. Just literally all of the things that they allowed to take place with how the election was engineered was always going to lead to the ability to create problems when it came to accurate vote counting in that election. And that proved out in Wisconsin. That has proved out in other areas. But we have a trial happening, a civil trial brought to us by Carrie Lake. And it begins today in Maricopa County. Now, what we need to know is that um, Maricopa County Recorder Stephen Riker and Maricopa County Board of Supervisors Chairman Bill Gates are going to be testifying about their handling of the 2022 elections, according to a court filing that was done on Sunday. Now, Katie Hobbs, the Secretary of State until January when she becomes the um, governor, Nothing to see there. 
Nothing at all. No impropriety whatsoever. Now, Carrie Lake's lawsuit was allowed to continue to trial. Now, the other part of this that you need to know is that most of the allegations in this um, lawsuit, this civil lawsuit that Carrie Lake brought, were actually dismissed. Only two of the 10 counts that were alleged are allowed to go forward, and those are counts uh, two and four, count two being the illegal tabulator configurations and count four, ballot chain of custody. As Just the News points out, count two alleges that the malfunctioning of ballot on-demand printers on election day was intentional. And this is this is important to understand here because the allegations that Carrie Lake is making is that these things were done intentionally to discredit and and set aside what is largely the Republican voting bloc on election day, because the Republicans in Arizona and Republicans more than Democrats like to vote in person on election day. That is the reality across much of this country. The Democrats prefer that mail-in, mail-out, uh, drop box type things, and they just get it out of the way. They, they're the ones that love the early voting more than the Republicans, because generally speaking, Republicans like this as the civic action, is an action, and there's a day for that action, and there's just a feeling behind it. But count two alleges that the malfunctioning of ballot on-demand printers on election day was actually intentional. To prove this count, the judge wrote, quote, plaintiff must show at trial that the board of directors uh, or the, the ballot on demand printer malfunctions were intentional and directed to affect the results of the election and that such actions did actually affect the outcome. Here's the important part of this. Eight of the, you know, so nine of the other 10 counts, right, were not allowed to go through. So what we're seeing here or eight of the other nine, I should say counts were not allowed to go through. This one did. This indicates to the judge that there's some sort of potential to prove that there's a factual basis for this case to be made. More importantly, sink or swim. Now, count four alleges violations, according to just the news, of the county election manual enabling ballots to be added to the total, finding that, quote, whether, whether the county complied with its own manual and applicable statutes is a dispute of fact rather than one of law. The judge denied the motion to dismiss that count over the weekend. This is important to understand because what we have here is literally put up or shut up. It is time for the... You know, stop the steal. Uh, Trump got screwed out of the 2020 election because they rigged the game and added ballots and did all of these things. Look, I agree with you. The game was rigged. It's just not rigged the way that you in MAGA forever country believed it was. It was rigged from the start. It, it was how it was engineered. And the GOP sat on its hands and did absolutely nothing to protect the integrity of the election in 2020. But Carrie Lake is saying, yeah, I've got the goods here. Otherwise, why would you be bringing this lawsuit? We'll see how it plays out, but it begins today. We get the put up or shut up moment of the 2022 election. And more importantly, this is a county, Maricopa County, that has at least a decade long history of election issues. Let's not forget that just the news points out that in 2012 and 2020 or uh, in 2014 elections 
its counting of early and provisional ballots was marred by long delays. In the 2016 primary election, the county reduced the number of polling places to just 60, down from more than 200 in the 2012 presidential primary and 400 in the 2008 presidential primary. The sharp reductions caused hours-long lines for voters to cast their ballots. Now, this is not a Republican versus Democrat issue. This is the rule of law, how elections are administered or not, because this is a nonpartisan issue. The Obama Justice Department sent a letter to the Maricopa County Recorder's Office after the 2016 primary inquiring about the election issues, which occurred under Helen Purcell, who was a Republican who had held office since winning it in 1988. I would suggest that that's a really stupid thing to begin with, but amid the issues, Purcell lost her 2016 re-election race for county recorder to Democrat Adrian Fontes. And during the 2018 election, dozens of polling locations failed to open on time due to quote-unquote technical issues with election machines leading to the county's board of supervisors retaking control over election day voting from the recorder's office. In 2020, the Arizona State Senate ordered an audit of the presidential contest in the county, and we all know about that. Arizona was one of the places that we went, wait a minute, what is going on here? And they were heavy on trying to um, stop the certification of the election. I'll get to that in just a second here. As I sip wonderful coffee from our friends at coffeebrandcoffee.com, go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, enter the promo code CRITICALTHINKING for 5% off of your purchase today. Again, I cannot emphasize this enough. It is really high-quality, small-batch, roasted, and put right into your uh, packaging type of coffee. This isn't stuff that sits around forever and just gets scooped up and, and thrown into bags. No, this is really small-batch, roasted, on-demand for you coffee. And more importantly, they don't give a flying rip about your politics. They care about your coffee consumption. That's it. I love that refreshing take on how a business should be run. Again, go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, enter the promo code CRITICALTHINKING at checkout for 5% off of your purchase today. I would highly suggest the French toast. I would highly suggest taking a look at some of their holiday blends that they have and uh, maybe enjoy them throughout uh, January. Just saying. That being said, let's get back to what's going on here in Maricopa County in 2020, okay? The investigation by the Arizona Senate, by the way, called into question more than 50,000 ballots cast in that election. They didn't say that they were all invalid. They cast questions, doubts about the validity of those ballots, including ballots cast by voters from residences they had long ago left. The number of questioned ballots, by the way, in that election, according to the Arizona Senate, was more than five times the margin of Joe Biden's victory in the state in that election. Now, a separate review of Maricopa County's mail ballots in the 2020 uh, election found that more than 200,000 ballots with signatures didn't match voter files and were counted without being reviewed. In the 2022 election, at least 70 vote centers in Maricopa County experienced ballot printer issues on election day, which resulted in ballot tabulation machine errors. 
And why does that matter? It matters because you don't know if your vote actually was registered correctly, counted correctly, and put into the, the election system to be cast. Your, va- your bo- vote may never have actually been cast in that election in Maricopa County. The county has already acknowledged that 70 vote centers had issues. While a report compiling election day observations made by the GOP and its roving attorneys found that 72 out of the 115 vote centers that they visited that day, 72 of 115 had issues. Maricopa County had 223 vote centers operating during the 2022 election, and this current lawsuit, the one that's going to be on trial today, starting today, alleges that 59% of them, approximately 132 vote centers, experienced machine issues on election day. Look, this is not about whether or not votes were counted correctly. It, it is it is necessarily about we can't If the machines were malfunctioning, we have no idea how many votes were or were not incorrectly tabulated. Meanwhile, Riker, who was elected as Maricopa County Recorder in 2020, started a political action committee in 2021 funded by Democrats that supported Republican candidates who, according to the PAC, quote, acknowledged the validity of the 2020 election and condemned the events of January 6, 2021 as a terrible result of the lies told about the November election. So here, so here, Riker. Let me let me let me try this. W- would you give me money if I ran into the GOP if I told you that I don't believe that the things that Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani and some of the other attorneys uh, were throwing out there to be true? But I also will tell you that the election was stolen because of your type of actions, Hal, because of the actions. Leading up to the election, allowing people to just get a ballot in the mail, not something that they personally requested, but just mail to everybody. Now, in March, Riker sought sought support from the Department of Homeland Security's Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, including funding, intelligence, and collaboration with social media in election officials' often controversial efforts to combat purported election misinformation. Briefing CISA's Protecting Critical Infrastructure from Misinformation and Disinformation Subcommittee, what the? Riker, quote, suggested that CISA hold boot camps for media representatives such as Fox News or CNN to enhance media's understanding of how elections are administered. Riker added that the malinformation, not mis or disinformation, now it's malinformation because it's what? Intended to, to lie to people? But that the malinformation his office has encountered included abuse of Arizona's permissive public records process, receiving more than 350 public records requests last year regarding the 2020 election. Oh. So here's why this story matters, folks. Either Arizona has had long-term issues with its election apparatus or not. Either Carrie Lake has the goods or not. There will be finality to this issue one way or the other. Either 
she has the goods and there should be high crimes, high penalties paid. Or she is full of crap and goes to the dust heap of politics. That's it. There can be no other. There's no gray area here. Either it happened or it didn't. And if it happened, awesome. We now know the truth and let's fix it. If it can be fixed. Or let's make sure that these types of people do not have any sort of power. That Arizona doesn't allow the Secretary of State to administer the election in which she is running for the governor. It's very simple. Arizona State Legislature and Senate, here's how you fix this issue. If you hold elected office like the Secretary of State and you want to run for a different office in the state, whether that's a local office, a county office, a state office, you must you are automatically resigned from your position. You do not get to administer an election of yourself. That doesn't happen. No thank you. No how. More importantly, if you're continuing to run for Secretary of State, you are nowhere near the election results for your race. You don't get to help with the tabulation. You don't get anywhere near it. We're going to silo you off one way or the other from being involved in that direct election. It's just that simple, folks. That's what we need to have happen here. We need election integrity unlike ever before. And it's important that we have it because it is the only way in which we, the people, have some sort of recourse against the tyranny that is existing in this country. And if we don't take that responsibility our responsibility, by the way. It's not the responsibility of the elected official. It is our responsibility. We have a civic duty to ourselves to ensure that this stuff is done right. And Carrie Lake is going to help us figure out one way or the other whether this is happening or not. Because if it's happening in Maricopa County, it's probably happening where you live too and where I live. And happening in Wisconsin, happening in the Philly area, it sure as hell happened in this election here in my own precinct. And I talked about this. Letting people leave with their ballot in hand, letting the people leave the election ballot place, right? The, the physical presence of that. Now, the place was inside of a high-rise building, but they let them leave, go into the elevator bank go up to their their place because there were not enough pens to fill in the little areas that needed to be filled in on the ballot. So you allowed people to leave with their ballots intact. They're in hand. Allowed them to leave the location. You have no idea what the hell happened. Could they have gone up and copied the ballot? Could they have gone up and filled it in and then gone and done it again saying, oh, I didn't get my ballot. You have no idea at that point. None. More importantly, you are allowing people to fill in the blanks while they're waiting in line to get into one of the voting booths. So you allowed electioneering because why? Everybody could see what you were filling in. Electioneering is the putting the pressure upon people to vote one way or the other, whether that's wearing a you know vote, uh, you know, 
pr- vote Pritzker or uh, kick out Fred Flintstone or whatever have you type of a shirt or planting uh, or having a, a button on or a, a sticker supporting this candidate or that candidate or this issue or that issue. It's also literally having everybody surrounding you and looking at how you are voting. This is a sacred thing. This is a thing in which nobody should have the right to see. Nobody should have the right to understand. More importantly, nobody should have the right to interfere and influence how you're voting. Yet that was allowed here in my precinct in this election. If that's allowed here, what else is going on? Our election process is so broken in this country. It is absolutely absurd. And it is so easily fixable. It is 100% easy to fix. And we just refuse to do it. This is a you and I problem, not a government problem. Again, we are not a nation of laws or rules or regulations. We are a nation of political will. We always have been and we always will be. So unless you and I have the political will to do something about it, this is going to continue to happen forever. You want to know how you softly grow into tyranny? This is how you do it. You just allow it to happen. You just sit there and do nothing. And that's part and parcel of the story that we were talking about yesterday on this show. We allow ourselves to just sit there and do nothing. Now, speaking of sitting there and doing nothing, it is time for us to get into the WTF stories. All right. So WTF on this Wednesday, the first of those has got to be the WTF story of 4,155 pages, $1.7 trillion. That's right. Merry freaking Christmas and happy bleeping New Year to you all. You're about to get screwed. Oh, and by the way, the vote's coming up in two days. So, uh, I, by two days, I mean 24 hours. You have 24 hours to read a bill that was dropped on your desk at 2.30 a.m. And we're expected to be able to do that. Never went to committee, never went through a budgeting process, never went through any of that sort of stuff. We're just dropping it. Drop it like it's hot, right? Except for no. Nobody's dropping it like it's hot, except for Nancy Pelosi, who's dropping all sorts of things these days. This is the lump of coal on the way out by Nancy Pelosi. Let's be real about this. But the WTF moment here is Kevin McCarthy going on on Fox News and Kevin McCarthy going in front of the media and how dare they feigning some sort of outrage over this bill. Now, don't get me wrong. This bill is outrageous. Don't get me wrong. $1.7 trillion in spending, 1.1 of it being unnecessary spending, by the way. New spending, 
1.1 trillion, including some $85 billion just earmarked for whatever the hell Ukraine wants to use it for, which by the way, we are footing 62% of that bill for the Ukraine and for their fighting. 62%. What the hell is Europe contributing? Next to nothing. They're their neighbors. They literally have a stake in all of this. And they ain't doing squat. Yet we're funding 62% of this and we continue to do blank check, blank check, every bill. There's a new billion dollars going to Ukraine and 10 billion, 40 billion, 20 billion, 85 billion dollars for you, Vladimir Zelensky. Because he keeps adding wise on somehow. That that war is so unserious, by the way, that Zelensky is over here partying it up and having a good time with the people in Washington, D.C. While his country is supposedly fighting a massive war against Russia and fighting it back, right? Think about that. Kevin McCarthy is out there. That's outrageous. This process is outrageous. This, this, this. That's great. Except for here's the rub. You have done nothing to change anything. You have done nothing to stop this. You have done absolutely nothing to change the game. And when you have had power in the past, y'all refuse to not play this game anymore. Y'all pass omnibus bill after omnibus bill after continuing resolution after continuing resolution after rigging the game and after doing it this way and doing it that way, never going through committees and never doing it the regulation way, right? So color me skeptical when it comes to your outrage, Mr. Kevin McCarthy. Color me skeptical when it comes to we're going to do things differently. No, you're just going to screw us differently is what's going to happen. I'm not buying your outrage. What I am buying is that you wish you had the power to do this yourself. That's what I'm buying on this front. But. Let's have a little bit of fun with this because um, Rand Paul had a great response. Now, this one's a little bit longer, but he had a great response to the omnibus bill. And he did it uh, to the tune of Twas the Night Before Christmas. Twas the week before Christmas, and through the Senate and House, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The earmarks were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The senators were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of pork danced in their heads. No budget was found, just mischief and debt, while the taxpayers hung their poor heads and wept. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, senators sprang from their oxygen. What was the matter? Away to the window they flew like a flash, tore open the shutters when they heard the word cash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below, when what to my wondering eyes should appear but a 4,000-page omni with endless debt year after year. With a little old driver, so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now McConnell, now Schumer, now Pelosi and Vixen, on Biden, on Stupid, on Dumber and Blitzen. To debt, 
to bankruptcy, to free money for all. Now dash away, dash away, more cash for all. And then, in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As the economy threatened to run aground, down the chimney, St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of earmarks he had flung on his back, an appropriator's dream opening his path. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. This spending season, instead of naughty and nice, Santa brought everyone something, regardless of price. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head, he said not to worry, there's always the Fed. He spoke not a word and went straight to his work. Undeterred by the debt, he turned with a jerk. For naughty Pentagon that lost billions last year, a fat stocking with extra cash and cheer. And don't forget a delicious candy cane, sweet with $40 billion to tide over Ukraine. Because of the climate, it's not PC to leave coal. No one seems to care because we're trillions in the hole. Don't worry about leaving the budget a mess. Democrats have given you 87,000 agents of the IRS. So St. Nick laid his finger aside his nose and giving a nod up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, his economist agog, numbing the pain with a cup of eggnog. Up and away through the, through the countries in tatters, free stuff for all, sky-high prices don't matter. His last words as the wind lifted his sleigh, if people lack money, just print, it's okay. But I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight, happy bankruptcy to all, and to all a good night. Wasn't that just a pleasant, pleasant moment by Rand Paul there? But we have to move on because we're moving on to the WHO, folks. I I'm telling you right now, and I've told you probably for the last year and a half that the panic born pushers, the people who are profiting off of all of this, the people who are using this to gain power, to gain money, to gain influence when it comes to COVID-19 and the pandemic and and the global, you know, shutdown response and 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 zero COVID and, and all all of that sort of stuff. What they found out is that if they could just continue with the panic and they continue, 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 continue. You continue to give, give, give instead of push back, push back, push back and say, oh, hell no. Now, lest you think that uh, the WHO is done with any of this, um, here's the WHO general uh, or director general, general secretary, whatever, uh, Tedros Gebrinicius, however he wants to, uh, to pronounce it, because that's a, a really difficult one to pronounce. But Dr. Tedros wants you to know um, nope, the pandemic isn't over. But since the peak at the end of January, the number of weekly reported COVID-19 deaths has dropped almost 90%. However, there are still too many uncertainties and gaps for us to say the pandemic is over. 
I just I just can't even with these people. What in the hell would it take? What, 100% to decline in cases? That's an impossibility. We've seen a 90% drop. And, and well, there's just so many gaps. What gaps exist? What? Where? There's nowhere in the world in which if you want to take the vaccine, you take the you can't take the vaccine. There's literally nowhere in the world that that exists, even in the third world. Why? Because we have been shipping them all over the freaking world. We've been doing whatever we can, however we can. Right. When it comes to access to a vaccine, if you want to get it, if you believe that's the panacea and you want to live in that panic induced world, go for it. Have at it. Deny all the science that shows you the more that you jab yourself, the more that you increase your opportunity to hurt yourself and kill yourself, by the way. <coughs> Grant Wall. <coughs> um, All the people that we've been able to talk about, unfortunately, having Tragically, sudden adult death syndrome being a thing. The SADS, right? You wanna you wanna go down that road? Have at it, Hoss. Nobody's stopping you. I mean, what what gap possibly exists other than uh oh? If we say the pandemic is over, if we say that you know it's time for us to move forward to a a, a personalized mitigation strategy, um, if we just give that power up, um. Uh oh, suddenly our influence goes away. They can't have that. They literally will never give this up unless you make them give this up. Again, we, we talked about this on Monday's show that we previewed the theme for 2023. That theme is confrontation. And you have to confront this by using mass political will. It's saying, oh, hell no. A great example of this is the support that happened with the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act, in which the Republican Party dragged Kevin McCarthy and his ilk kicking and screaming to stop the vax mandate for the soldiers. Hey, guess what? We're going to use our political will to play a game of chicken. Are you willing to not authorize the National Defense Authorization Act there, Joe Biden, over the vaccine mandate? Are you are you really going to use your power that direction? Is that where you want to go? Because if you do, we're going to tell you about the declining numbers of people who want to join the ranks of the military. And uh, maybe, just maybe, we'll think about the daughters having to join selective service, except for that would be morally wrong. And also, selective service is wrong, period, amen, but hey, you know, um, we've all been there, done it if you have the male genitalia. And by the way, I have a question. If you're a transgender man and you're, I'm supposed to believe that you're a man, right? Don't you have to sign up for selective service too at the age of 18 then? Let's see how quickly you detransition your ass when you might have to go to war in the future. Just saying, just saying. Now, when we want to talk about the absolute utter insanity of everything here, I, I cannot think of anything more insane than Elon Musk leaving up or leaving his fate up to a Twitter poll. And I talked about this yesterday on the on the program that I believe that Elon Musk always has had a strategy to get out of Twitter. He was never going to be the long term day to day operational CEO of that company. He just can't do it because of his Tesla obligations, because of his SpaceX obligations. Starlink and all the other things that he's got going on. He just doesn't have the capacity to do that 
work a hundred hours a week, work, you know, 20 out of 24 hours in a day. It's just not humanly possible in the long term. What did he announce yesterday? Well, of course, he announced that he is going to step down as the CEO of Twitter. Abiding by the poll that he said he was going to abide by. So I give him credit in one one aspect I give him credit is that he stuck to his word, except for he's really not doing the exit strategy we all thought he was going to do because he's going to wait to find somebody foolish enough to want to take on the day-to-day CEO operations of that company. And then he's going to Homer Simpson himself into the background of of leading the uh, software and servers team, which is exactly where he really functions best. He's an ideas guy, but he really functions best in executing those ideas behind ones and zeros. That's the reality, the coding, and, and, and that's really his genius area. So let's leave that to that. I just, you knew that there was always an exit strategy here, but the exit strategy seems to be, hey, who the hell actually wants to take this on? And then we'll find out a way for me to get into the background of the company. So it'll be interesting to see what is going on, but uh, but leaving that to a poll on Twitter was not exactly the smartest of things because that could have easily blown up in his face. But the biggest WTF story I have for you is actually one that I'm going to share. Um, so if you are not watching this, you need to be watching this. Go to rumble.com backslash critical thinking. Check out our Rumble channel. Again, that's rumble.com backslash critical thinking. And, and this is the left. Look, I understand. I mean, I've been around gun culture. I don't necessarily use guns all that often. Um, it's been a while since I've shot a gun and, and done all of those things, but I at least understand the basic mechanics. And I really do believe that it is important to understand the basics. It's uh, important to understand how something might be manufactured or what it actually does, right? What this object does before you start talking about it. If you are not informed on the subject, you shouldn't necessarily be able to have some sort of expertise or be trusted to be somebody that we should be looking to, to give us guidance on public policy regarding that matter. Okay. That's not to say that like, I need to be a doctor to, to, to talk about medicine or whatever. No, I need to understand the basics of how that medication or this process works or what this policy would do or wouldn't do when it comes to health and safety and regulations and all those sorts of things. Being able to be a discerning consumer is important. But when you're talking about taking a constitutional right and limiting or banning it or doing all the things that the left is doing, you might want to know just a smidge of what the hell you're talking about. This comes from Not The Bee. Come in here for the worst gun take of the week, this time on Rhode Island's new high-capacity magazine ban. Katie Mulvane of the Providence Journal wants us to know that a judge upholds Rhode Island's high-capacity gun magazine ban, and here's what it means. From the article, the ban was a reasonable and measured approach to restricting large-capacity magazines, which in practice easily convert handguns into semi-automatic weapons capable of rapid rapid fire, he said. Which in practice easily convert handguns into semi-automatic weapons capable of rapid 
fire. Handguns are semi-automatic, you moron. By, by their very nature, semi-automatic means one trigger pull per bullet as fast as you can pull the damn trigger. That's the semi-automatic portion of this. Are, are, are we talking about you saying we need to be like a front-loading musket? society again uh what do you don't even understand how a gun functions mechanically and yet i'm supposed to trust that you have a grip a grip a, a modicum of understanding of of why something should be banned you don't even know what a semi-automatic weapon is you don't even understand that a magazine is just a delivery tool for that weapon. High capacity magazine makes it so it says semi-automatic weapon. No. How the gun functions in its actual state makes it semi-automatic. Now, did you mean that there are modifiers that you could put onto a handgun or a shotgun? that turn it from automatic to automatic? If you meant that, I'm actually in agreement with you. I believe any modification that does that is not necessarily a good thing. But banning it doesn't do anything because you could just print one. How do you do that? How? Oh, we're going to make the printing of that illegal. Oh, okay, are you going to stand in my house and watch what I'm printing on my 3D printer? What? How, how do you do that? How do you? These people are utterly ignorant of gun safety, gun manufacturing, gun usage, gun anything. And they're the ones holding that political power because you've let them. It is time for your political will to be done. It is time for confrontation. And that confrontation is not violence, folks. Confrontation. Confront them. Make them own this shit. And what do I mean by that? You confront them with the reality that they don't know what in the hell they're talking about. Therefore, sit. You, you, you are out of this conversation. Get the hell out. You don't belong anywhere near making public policy. If you don't understand the basic gun function... If you don't understand how a gun functions mechanically, you belong nowhere near a discussion about how a gun can or should or shouldn't be manufactured or used or how it could be modified. You don't even understand the basics. Have some understanding of the basics. That's all we're asking. You utter morons. And with that, folks, I would suggest you also be kind, be safe, be smart, eat all your meals today, and as always, Matthew 547. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. 
Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.